Hello, friends, and welcome to tonight's episode of Locked On Winnipeg Jets. This is perhaps the faded week when we find out where Barry Trotz will next end up as a head coach and potentially in an even higher position in the near future. The Jets seem to be the front runner right now, but there has been maybe a bit of a snag. We'll talk about what the snag is and what it might mean for the process this week on today's episode of Locked On Winnipeg Jets. You're locked on the Hockey Jets, your daily podcast on the Winnipeg Jets. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, friends, and welcome to tonight's episode of Locked On Winnipeg Jets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Harrison Lee, an avid Winnipeg Jets fan and an online blogger. You can follow me on Twitter at HLLivingLoco and at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets. Thank you for choosing to make Locked On Jets your first listen of the day. If you like what you're hearing, be sure to like, follow, and subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform of choice, including Apple, Spotify, Google, Megaphone, Odyssey, and YouTube. As you can see, we have audio and video versions of this podcast available for you 24-7 every weekday on your favorite platform of choice, whether you want to listen to us or watch us at home or on the go. We're there for you always, so uh, we really appreciate your support. And again, thanks for making us your first listen. Tonight's episode is brought to you by Bet Bet BetOnline has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, it's where the game starts. Before we get the show underway, I just wanted to uh, let you know that if my voice sounds a little bit scratchy, uh, allergies have been killing me a little bit, so we'll see how far I can make it through this episode. Um, my throat earlier was pretty rough, so uh, we're, we're going to try and get through this and uh, hopefully have a really good discussion on a couple of key topics that I think are, are worth really covering. The first one that I wanted to talk about is some stuff that came out about Trotz um, from a couple of different Twitter sources we saw online. It sounds like Winnipeg Sports Talk might have been uh, having a podcast recently, and some interesting developments might have unfolded during the Barry Trotz negotiations with the Jets. We'll also talk about some reasons for optimism for Winnipeg this upcoming draft, and then give you a brief update on the current uh, Stanley Cup Finals uh, updates and, and scorelines, talking about you know how the Lightning have done, how Colorado has handled them, and you know which of these teams might be destined to hoist the trophy in just a couple of weeks. But first, let's start off with Trotz. Um, Per Winnipeg Sports Talk, it sounds like the Jets and Trots might actually have a deal mostly in place. Um, oftentimes when you negotiate something like, say, a, a transfer in, in football, right, uh, soccer to some of you, you often have two separate parts of it. The first is the transfer fee, which is what a club will pay another team in order to buy those rights uh, to this player. But the second part is agreeing on contract terms. Now, you don't have to have a transfer fee agreed in order to have agents agree on contract terms with the player himself. In a similar way, it sounds like Trotz might actually have a deal more or less locked in or in place, uh, you know, with the length of term that he's looking for, plus salary and wages, where things apparently might be a bit of a sticking point is actually on True North, True North side, which is different than what you would probably expect. For the most part, what we have heard is that Trotz is the one calling the shots and kind of maintaining control over this process, which is true for the most part, I would think. Um, what's interesting here is that if True North is the one that's a little bit hesitant, in part because 
Trotz might want to have direct control over the team uh, during this upcoming draft, then it kind of implies that Winnipeg is not entirely sure about his desire to be in a management position, especially so soon. I, I think that there are two ways to think about this. Um, and I actually think that there are very strong arguments for both sides. The first is that, you know, it might be a little bit of a worrying thought because we don't really know what Trotz's philosophy of team building is. Uh, he's never really been in a position where he would showcase that. What you've kind of seen with him is that he comes into a squad and more and more or less inherits the team and doesn't really make all that many modifications, at least from what we can tell. Maybe he's been responsible for bringing in guys like Nick Dowd in Washington. Uh, but with the Islanders, I think a lot of the signings and stuff tended to be Uncle Lou trying to fulfill either his own ambitions or um, requests from Trotz in the way that Lou uh, understood to try and satisfy them. So maybe that was all Uncle Lou kind of doing his stuff, or maybe there was some of Trotz's DNA in there. It's really hard to tell. And I think that that you know, level of uncertainty makes you wonder, you know, given the performance of Shovel Day Off and Shipman with this team over the past several years, um, if Trotz comes in, will he immediately make it worse? And I don't really know. I don't think that there's an easy answer to that. I kind of do have some concerns because Trotz historically has been a very veteran-heavy, defensively-minded coach, and it sounds like, um, <clears throat> per some of the rumors, that the team would have a considerably different look post-draft and maybe even post-trades or free agent signings if Trotz gets some executive-level control over the team, which I, I, I think has, for me, mixed implications. The other you know version of this narrative is that <clears throat> Trotz brings a really, breath of, a really big breath of fresh air. You already know what you're getting with him coaching-wise, and you know at this point, like we said with Chevy and Chipman, what can you say are their results with this team you know, for nearly uh, a decade of building? And I think the answer is a pretty mixed bag. You've got some really cool young prospects, some great young players, but how many prospects have actually graduated to the team? Has Draft and Develop really gotten you anywhere beyond uh, one conference finals appearance? What about the other playoff runs? What happened with those? Why were the Jets consistently knocked out in the first one to two rounds? Why is this team so poorly performing during the regular season? Is this even a real playoff team? All those questions have been circulating around the G around the Jets for years, and so it kind of makes you wonder if Trotz comes in, can he really be that much worse? Um, I, I would say yes in some ways. I do think that the situation could deteriorate, especially if Trotz starts drafting big, heavy guys that have very limited skill upside. Even if they were locked in NHL players at some point, would you really want that, or would you actually want you know real upside? some level of ability and, and, you know, room for growth to show off offensive skill sets. I think that that, you know, for me is still a question, but by the same token, it's not like Chipman and Chevy have really done anything to deserve their long-term hand in this team beyond some of the basics. And so, you know, part of me is just kind of like, what's the worst that could happen? You, you either get, you know, mostly the same or maybe a little bit worse. Can it really be that much different from what we're seeing right now? Uh, probably not. The benefits could be that Trotz tailors this roster to his liking, and the Jets are actually playoff competitive again. Heck, maybe Trotz gets a taste for coaching with his newfound management input and actually builds a team that he'll want to coach for a longer period of time. I don't know. I, I think it does have, obviously, you know, uh, I, I would say 
positives and negatives, which, you know, people will say, well, that's that's boring. You know, that's a little bit too safe. But I think until we have a real clear philosophy of what Trotz wants to do, that's kind of where I'm at. I'm, I'm very much stuck. I still think that among the available candidates, he's probably one of the top choices. But, you know, True North is going to have to decide ultimately if they feel comfortable with him being the person to shape this team going forward. And like I said, I have some mixed feelings about that. I know that Trotz has won a cup, but it got, you know, a little bit close to the wire for him to actually do so. And uh, in that case, you know, if he had just missed that last year, he would have been a lame duck coach. But because he won with the Caps in the very last year of his coaching tenure there, um, suddenly he's seen as a, uh, a huge winner. So, yeah, I, I just hope that he can breed a good culture here. I think the Jets need the changeover. And, you know, if they can actually hammer out the deal this week, I, I'm, I'm more looking forward to it than I am against it. So take that for what it's worth. I think that there's reason to be genuinely excited. Uh, and even if things go terribly wrong, at least you can say the Jets tried, and that's probably enough for me. Now, speaking of uh, reasons to be excited, I wanted to talk a little bit about some you know insights that we've seen with the draft that, that's coming up and why I feel like Winnipeg might actually come out on the winning end of this. Um, obviously, the draft is very nebulous, but we'll talk about some interesting things uh, that have come out of it because there's not really a clear and concise uh, order of, of correct picks, right? Aside from Shane Wright, can you really say that there's a clear, you know, one through 31 or 32 first picks? I don't think so. And we'll talk about why this could benefit the Jets in just a little bit. But before we go any further, though, I did want to shout out our partners that I mentioned earlier at BetOnline.net. They are your number one source for all of your betting needs and sports info. You can find all the latest developments, league reviews, news, uh, including this year's Stanley Cup playoffs and Major League Baseball. Into other sports, well, they've also got you covered there with NFL futures and all sorts of upcoming predictions for next season, including NHL predictions. They've also got stuff like European football and so many other sports. And if you're not into sports, no problem. They've also got, you know, Vegas casino games. So they're covering all the bases and they make sure that every user and customer leaves satisfied. They are your source for all of your sporting wagering information from live betting to esports and so much more. They've also got all the podcasts and news you need for every season, so you'll always stay informed on the latest trends to help you make the most and most intelligent bets out there. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events from MMA, boxing, and even golf. Get on over to BetOnline.net on your laptop or mobile device to get started. It really couldn't be easier. I've done it myself, and like I said, it only takes a little bit to get started, and it's super easy and free to create your account today. BetOnline, it's where the game starts. Hello, friends, and welcome back to this episode of Locked On Jets, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks again for choosing to make Locked On Jets your first listen of the day every day. While I've got your attention, I do want to ask you for a bit of a favor. Obviously, the Locked On Network continues to grow, and as always, we love to hear fan feedback and improve the quality of our shows for users and listeners just like you. So at LockedOnPodcasts.com slash survey, we've got a brief survey for you to fill out. It'll only take a handful of minutes. Uh, it helps you shape the content that you want to hear and watch. Um, so if you would do that kindly, it would be awesome. We'd really appreciate it. And best of all, you could be entered to win one of 10 $100 Ticketmaster gift cards. I don't know about you, but if you've ever used Ticketmaster or a similar ticket selling uh, website, you know, know that that stuff can be pretty pricey, especially for that concert or sporting event of your dreams. Uh, you know, for just giving us your opinion on something you're already listening to at lockedonpodcasts.com slash survey, you get a chance to save quite a bit of cash, and we all love free things. So 
Again, if you could just fill out that, you know, survey super quickly for us, we'd really appreciate it at LockedOnPodcasts.com slash survey. Now on to the topic at hand, which is this year's NHL draft, which I think for a lot of folks is very uh, up in the air. I've looked at some of the rankings and stuff, and I think one of the most consistent things and themes that's kind of popped up is that this draft has a lot in common with that Elias Pettersson draft a couple of years ago, where the top five to ten picks have quite a bit of room for movement. I think first overall is definitely Shane Wright, but once you start kind of getting down that list, everyone seems to have a uh, a different ranking. You know, even Jiraj uh, Slavkovsky, I hope they pronounced that, that pronounced that right. Uh, he has been linked to the Devils at number two overall, but you know earlier there was Logan Cooley there, and it seems like a lot of people would rather have <clears throat> Cooley than Slavkovsky, while others are are probably ranking even more obscure prospects. And what is interesting about this is that it suggests the fluidity at the top of the rankings is going to mean players who are very good are going to fall. Brad Lambert for me is probably one of those guys who. I, I think does have some actual issues with this game. I think Lambert is definitely an unpolished product and somebody who has uh, some significant work to do. I think one of his biggest issues might be trying to figure out how to integrate his game to opponents or uh, you know to, to line mates who maybe aren't on his skill level. Um, from some folks who have scouted him, I've heard some stuff about maybe the team around him not really being the best and not really making the most of his skill sets which you know, certainly is a, a problem in a player's development, but maybe Lambert also didn't do himself favors either trying to do too much. Hard to say with that, uh, but you know, regardless of whatever the real situation is, you can tell that the tool sets are there and that there's real skill and ability at a level that could potentially blossom into something when uh, immersed in a more supportive environment. So I look at the very up and down rankings, and I think this is the ideal situation for the Jets to have a couple of first rounders in. You know, Winnipeg's going to draft at 14th overall and 31st overall, which if you're the Jets uh, or actually 30th overall, my bad. Um, but if you're the Jets, this is a great situation because you've got two reasonably high picks in a draft in which kind of like uh, the, the last time they got Cole Perfetti, somebody will probably drop to 14th overall and Winnipeg can benefit massively. I think their big shopping list is going to be goal scoring talent. I think that that has been a big deficiency organizationally, but I think at 14th overall, they might also be looking at right-handed defenders. Uh, this is a potential opportunity for them to grab a really talented puck mover, which I'm curious to know how Trotz figures into this, because assuming that Trotz does become the head coach and wants to have some control over this, this upcoming draft, I don't really know what he would want to pick. Um, I think back to the fact that when he had, you know, Jakob Vrana under his tutelage, it was a pretty rocky relationship. So if you're not really going to be picking undersized, really skilled forwards who maybe have some defensive issues in their games, but also bring loads of offensive talent, what would you be looking to grab instead? And that, for me, is probably one of the biggest concerns I have with Trotz. Does he know how to build a more effective contender? You know, you look at Colorado. They have skill for days. They've both drafted and traded for that skill rather than focusing on, like, you know, hard-playing, really gritty, chippy players. They've looked for guys with lots of skill. And sure, some of them are harder-edged, but I think the thing with guys like, say, Mazum Kadri is that they're also really freaking good at scoring goals and setting up their uh, teammates for great opportunities. So it's not like they're just some plug out there, you know, plumbing, uh, you know, plumbing the depths and kind of scrapping with anyone they come across. 
that's a team that's built to kill you in all zones of the ice with incredible speed and passing ability, plus, you know, amazing goal scoring skills. So if Trotz is more interested in that, then I'm willing to hear what he's got to say. But I think this draft is going to be a really big litmus test for how the organization moves ahead over the next several years. I hope that, you know, with with this draft having so much fluidity that it gives the Jets a really good opportunity to grab skill at a major discount. But, you know, by the same token, Winnipeg's drafting over the years has had mixed results. So we'll see if it pans out this time. I really hope the Jets can kind of get their act together. You know, the, the whole draft and develop thing is what we've heard preached for years. And yet Winnipeg is not very good at it, right? So for once, it'd be nice to have a win, especially under a brand new head coach who can give us something exciting for next season. Uh, but in the meantime, of course, we're just going to keep holding our breaths and hoping that the announcement comes sooner rather than later. And as soon as it breaks, we'll give you some analysis on what Trot's joining might be and talk about what the terms of his contract are, especially if it pertains to any sort of management position. But for the time being, that's going to be all the Jets discussion we have. In just a little bit, I want to give you a brief update on what's going on with the Stanley Cup finals and some thoughts on both contenders who have been um, having rather different playoff runs so far. Hello, friends, and welcome back to this episode of Locked on Winnipeg Jets. Thank you so much for tuning in to us today. We have just a little bit more content to talk about, and I think it's uh, obviously something that some of you have been following along closely with. That is the Stanley Cup Finals. Uh, It's Colorado, of course, versus Tampa Bay, if you haven't been watching. And if you have been, you've probably been treated to a thorough drubbing at the hands of Colorado against the the Lightning. Uh, On the road, Tampa just really wasn't getting a lot going in the first two games. Colorado kind of had their number, and even though Tampa managed to tie it in the first game and force overtime, I think most people sort of expected Tampa to be the you know the one to drop first and, and sort of blink and lose the game, which ultimately they did. Uh, and it didn't really take all that long either. Colorado scored within the first couple of minutes, if I recall correctly, and in the second game, it just wasn't really close. Colorado basically shut Tampa down for 60 minutes, and even on the chances that Tampa did create, You know, Kemper was wise to most of them, and Colorado just didn't really give Tampa room to breathe, all while adding and running at the scoreline at the other end of the ice. So, yeah, first two games, a pretty decisive swing for Colorado, but oftentimes what we've seen in this year's playoffs is that home ice advantage has seen a big shift in team form, and that has kind of been going on right now. The scoreline is not final. Last I saw, it was actually 6-2. to Uh, Colorado is getting kind of smacked around by the lightning, which is interesting. Uh, you don't often see that happen. Um, but Tampa Bay is one of those teams that just has the skill and ability to kind of carve you up. And I think, you know, tonight Darcy Kemper wasn't at his sharpest, but neither was the Avs defense. One thing that used to be an issue with them is that under sustained offensive pressure, the Avs defense really struggled to contain, um, you know, puck carriers, force turnovers and keep their markings for more than just a couple of seconds. With how Tampa is with their puck movement, their skating, their skill, and and certainly their scoring ability, you just have to imagine at some point they were going to win a game in this series. It wasn't going to be a sweep, and right now it looks like they are definitely on the way to clawing at least a game back in the series. I think that they'll tie it in the uh, Game 4 run. I just feel like on the, on home ice, Tampa is one of those teams that's almost impossible to beat. And Colorado is going to have to figure out a way to really magically produce something and and try and steal one here. Because if Tampa goes back home uh, or goes back on the road and into Colorado with a 2-2 split, 
Suddenly the series has been turned on its head and it wouldn't shock me if Tampa is able to squeeze out a game um, in ball arena. So yeah, very tight series so far, but uh, obviously home ice has really played a major advantage in deciding some of the outcomes. Colorado is one of the few teams to actually win on the road. So the fact that they're losing right now is probably not a comfortable sign for them. Uh, Road wins are kind of crucial to their success so far. So We'll see how it pans out. Uh, let me know who you're rooting for at HL Living Loco and at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets or in the YouTube comments below. But for tonight, that's going to be all the time that we have. Uh, thank you so much for choosing to make Locked On Jets your first listen of the day every day. Throughout the rest of the week, we'll you know continue to give you Barry Trotz watch coverage, and hopefully we can close that out pretty soon. I'd rather have more to talk about in terms of what he's going to bring to the Jets if he actually signs than just hoping that at some point uh, he puts pen to paper. So. Stay tuned for that, and we'll have the announcement as soon as, soon as it breaks. Um, but again, thanks so much for choosing to listen to us and make us your first listen. Be sure to make your second listen Locked on NHL. Locked on NHL covers the playoffs like no one else. Hear the latest news and opinions from local experts every Monday through Friday. It's free and available wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Same platforms as Locked on Winnipeg Jets is available on, so like, follow, and subscribe right now. And as always, thank you so much for listening. Have a great night, and go Jets go!